just like that, Hidden Nation. Welcome into the studio. You got Josh Carey here, your hidden entrepreneur. We're doing it right here on 710 WOR, the voice of New York. And anytime you want, all you got to do is download that free iHeartRadio app. Scroll till your heart's content. Look at this show or other shows like this, and you are in business. Hidden Nation, talking about being in business. I know what you like. I know what you value. And today is going to be time well spent. We're joined by Ben Reinberg, who is the founder and CEO of Alliance. Now, what they do is they invest in all kinds of corporate, commercial, and medical buildings. This is the show for you, Hidden Nation. Before we go any further, let's bring him onto the show. Ben Reinberg, welcome to the program. Josh, what a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me today and uh, excited to be here and excited to share all my knowledge with my East Coast peeps, uh, based <laughs> in New York and all along the seaboard. So thank you for having me and uh, look forward to adding as much value as I can to your I- life. Yeah. And I've noticed that that's who you are and that's what you do. You're not just about making money, right? Life is so much more than that. Although you've done your fair share of making money and making money for the people you work with, i.e. the investors and your partners. But is that true that life is not all about making money? No, it's, it's really not. I had to learn that, uh, a while ago is that, you know, cause when I was younger, I thought it was all about making money. You know, coming from Chicago, and it's a competitive environment, kind of like New York on the East Coast, and wanted to produce wealth and build a business. And I realized over time, as I started maturing, I'm a young 53-year-old man now, Josh. And what I learned was it's not about making the ultimate dollar. And what I realized is that if I help people and I create an impact and uh, and I and I put others first, what ends up happening is I attract money and I start making even more money when I changed my mindset, my attitude. And I had to work on myself and realize how do I become the best version of myself so I can impact others and help others. And so when I take this abundance mentality, this love first mentality and, and not scarcity and fear and worrying about, you know, uh, the greed factor and everything you do when you're younger it changes your outlook. And what ends up happening is that you start attracting people to your life, more money, more opportunities. And that's what I did. And once I started doing that, my business and company employees just started skyrocketing. And so I advise everyone out there, if they're listening, is work on yourself and look at and be honest with yourself. Like, where are your shortcomings? Where are the things you need to improve in life? You know, whether it's listening, whether it's being present, um, whatever might be some of the things that you want to work on and be honest with yourself and figure that out. Because when you look at yourself in the mirror, Josh, you want to be able to love yourself and say, that's the person I want to be. And when you become that person and work on yourself every day, what ends up happening is you attract abundance in your life. That's what helps you produce wealth, happiness. And so you want to be happy within yourself. And that's a real key component. I didn't know that when I was younger. I had to learn, I had to hire people, I had to work on myself for years, and now I've developed into that person. Clearly, I love that whole journey. Does that imply, Ben, that there was a time uh, 
before you were quote unquote successful, however you're defining that, when you didn't love yourself? Yeah, I would say when I was younger and uh, just learning life, you know, learning about, you know, not having mentors and coaches or people to rely on. I'm in a very tough business, commercial real estate investing, commercial real estate is a cutthroat business. Uh, it's not easy. It's not for the faint of heart. It's a lot of failure, a lot of no's. You know, you're looking for properties acquired, Josh. It's no, 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 yes. Um, it's dealing with people from all over the place, different personalities. Uh, you go through so many ups and downs in commercial real estate. And and when you're younger, you don't really know how to deal with things. You don't know how to deal with the emotions. You don't know how to deal with people that come from different cultures and backgrounds. And so I didn't have it. I, you know, my show is I own it and I didn't own every aspect of my life when I was younger and I had to learn it. I had developed. And, and, and so I, I, I evolved as I aged and I started getting into, you know, my spirituality. I, I meditate every day. I do things that balance my emotions and put me in a state where I can deal with anyone at any time and any situation. And I didn't love myself when I was younger, Josh. And I had to realize, like, who is the real Ben Reinberg? And I was searching for it. And a friend of mine said, and I've said this openly, was I was looking for happiness outside myself. And someone said to me, you're looking in the wrong place. And let me show you how. And it was really inside of me that I had to find happiness. And that when I started to find happiness with myself, that's when my eyes opened. And I realized that it's more than it's more than just uh it's it's more than just the ability to work and produce money it was like well how do i create happiness in my life and so i was always looking for an answer like an outside force an outside relationship a person and it was really it was me it was me that had to had to improve and once i realized that and i started working on myself all of a sudden like everyone else around me like happiness started happening. My relationships started getting better. Uh, work started getting better. I started falling in love more with what I was doing every single day and showing up to the office and really just creating an abundant lifestyle. And uh, that wasn't me when I was younger. But I wouldn't change a thing because if I didn't go through that, Josh, and have issues and challenges, I wouldn't be the person I am today. And I wouldn't be able to share this with your audience and other people saying, you know, everyone thinks, well, being an entrepreneur is easy. It's not. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. You're going to go through ups and downs. People are not going to understand you, especially your family. But you know what? I wouldn't have it any other way because that's when you know you're creating success. You're doing something that other people aren't doing in your life. And I'll tell your listeners out there, you're going to go through life and you're going to go through your business career. Well, you're going to be misunderstood. You're going to work on a Saturday. You're going to work on a Sunday. You're going to work late. Uh, you're working on things that no one has an issue, that no one understands, or you're speaking a different language to them. And so surround yourself with people that you can associate and just be able to bounce ideas off and have conversations with, because it allows you to kind of get out of your system. What's going on with you? You might have a significant other. He or she might not know what's going on with you. So it's a lonely thing being an entrepreneur. And I'm not going to sugarcoat it for people out there. It's lonely, okay? You're going to be going through life. You're going to be going through business, and you'll be misunderstood. But you know what? 
that means you're creating success and you're pushing forward and you just got to keep going. And, uh, and that's why I meditate and do all these things for my mindset, because I know it's lonely. I know it's a challenge when people don't understand what you're doing or what you're going through. And I have a lot of employees, Josh, they don't understand why I go through on a daily basis because they're in a different position. They don't have the same liability and risks and responsibility as the business owner or a CEO out there. So for everyone out there, I feel you and I understand and I'm listening. And uh, and that's why I do these shows. I come on these podcasts because I want to relay my story and let you know you're not alone and that I understand when you go through your day every day and you got to wake up and have your routine. I do the same thing too. And a lot of us do that are entrepreneurs. I love how it's about not looking for the external happiness. I spent 40 plus years under that guise looking for the external approval for the internal happiness. And we both know, as you said, it doesn't work that way. It's the opposite. So when you found that mentor who helped you identify that, what strategies, tools, or techniques did you have to put in place to actually make that a reality? Well, I looked at a lot of things in my life. I looked at like, what's my morning routine? Do I even have one? Okay. I'd wake up. First thing I was doing was looking at my phone, which is the kiss of death that I've learned a long time ago. It's the worst thing you do. You start off your day and all you're looking at is you're putting in your mind problems or, or jealousy or something could upset you. And, or you might have a happy moment, who knows? But the point is, so what I've learned is creating a morning routine. And my morning routine is I meditate. I do not check any phones, electronics. I don't go on computer. I don't go on my Surface Pro. What I do is I take probably 30 to an hour, three minutes to an hour of just my time meditating, getting my morning ready. Um, I go and work out with a trainer, Josh, five days a week, five days a week, especially out here in California where I live. It's a routine. It's my regimen. I'm big into my health. So my morning routine could be different than other people. Mine is I take care of myself in the morning. I do a detox of my mindset by meditating, get myself ready for the day and any challenges. Then I go work out. And then one of my assistants calls me uh, while I'm driving to the office and we go through my day. And I get in the office and I got a cup of tea and a water waiting for me, ready to go. That's my morning routine. And, uh, and it works for me. So I, I encourage everyone figure out a routine to start your day and figure out and put your health first, you know, figure out what are you doing? Who are you surrounding yourself with? And the other thing I learned, Josh, which is really important and your audience to learn is look at the people that you're surrounding yourself with. Show me your friends. I'll show you your future as one of my mentors used to say, and it's, it's a great saying. And he would say that. It's because it's so true. If you're going to hang out with losers, you're going to be a loser. If you're going to hang out with people that elevate you, you'll be elevated. And be very careful who you surround yourself with. You know, have standards. And I had to learn that a long time ago. It's important because, you know, you grow up with a lot of wonderful people and you grow up with some people that are toxic or maybe shouldn't be part of your life. And so you have to kind of separate yourself and you evolve over time. I mean, I'm 53. You start off in your 20s in business, you get in 30s, your 40s, and now 50s. 
and you evolve, your tastes evolve, the people you want to surround yourself with. You know, one of the things that is a misnomer in life is time. We did a study of time in my company, which I thought was fascinating. So the average life expectancy when we did this was 77 years old. Now, I'm not saying, Josh, you and I are probably going to live, you and I look pretty healthy. We're probably going to live older than that, God willing. And hopefully your audience will too. But if you take that average and you subtract that by your current age, which I'm 53, and then you multiply it by 52 weeks, I don't know, I have like 1,200 plus weeks left of my life based on that analysis. So who are you going to spend time with, Josh? Am I going to, you know, am I going to be just so loosey goosey with my time and who I surround myself and who I want to put in my mind and, and, and enjoy life No. And so if you look at that, just from that, just example of who you surround yourself and how valuable your time is, things will evolve for you. You'll start thinking more, being more aware. And awareness was a key thing for me as I became more aware of my surroundings, who I surround myself with, how I behave, emotions, and that evolves as you mature. And yeah. uh, But I love sharing that because if you're out there listening and you're in your 20s and 30s, you're getting started in business and say you're an entrepreneur or, or an employee or whoever you are in life, the more awareness you can create about yourself and be honest with yourself, you'll see a lot of fulfillment and success in your life. Self-awareness, as you said, honesty. Uh, when I had my... Um, awakening, whatever we're going to call it, right? Um, I spent, like I said, 40 plus years as my worst self, thanks to my two adoring young children who were looking back at me. That was the slap in the face I desperately needed because it was apparently okay for me to be brutal to myself when I wasn't, you know, hurting anybody else. It's just me. But then with the two children, I'm like, okay, this is not good at all. And that was enough to start making the positive changes. And here we are on a good path. But as you know, there's still uh, an open road ahead, which is great. Self-awareness, um, no more playing the victim, uh, taking personal responsibility for everything. And it's not always easy, but it's simple right? There's a simplicity to it. Uh, if you catch yourself blaming or complaining or assigning fault, you're already behind the eight ball. You find that those things were necessary in your journey too. Yeah, it's it's so well said. And I could totally resonate. You know, what's interesting about kids, your kids, Josh, and anyone's kids, just like my kids, they're like mirrors to us. They will show you what's wrong with yourself, they will show you things you can improve on. And if you listen to the mirror, your kids, they show you things. I mean, I see that. So I launched my personal brand a little over a year ago. I was on social media, except for LinkedIn because of the business. And my kids critique my social media. And they're absolutely right, generally speaking. I mean, they're probably listening to this and saying, yeah, dad, we were right. But they were. They were looking at my social media and they said, you know, this needs to be changed, this and that. And they're right. They're mirrors. And I encourage everyone, if you have kids, listen to them because they will show you your faults real quickly. And you'll see it in them a little bit, some of your faults as well that you could work on. But what's interesting, Josh, just to pivot, like my business in commercial real estate, you talk about accountability and and self-awareness and, 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 uh, and putting the blame on others. This is a real challenging market we're going through in commercial real estate. There's a gap between the bid and the ask, which means that sellers and buyers, there's a gap between because sellers are looking for pricing from a year or two ago when 
cap rates and interest rates were lower. We're in a rising interest rate market. Pricing has changed. Expectations have changed. So buyers are looking for more yield because there's more risk out there. Interest rates have to mirror what the yields are out into the marketplace. And there's a gap. So if you're out there and you're looking for acquisitions or you're looking to finance deals or whatever is your niche in my business or any business, you know, so what you have to do in an environment like this is roll up your sleeves a little bit, a little bit higher in the arms and, and, and work a little bit harder, a little bit later, work on a weekend day or whatever you might need. You have to put a little bit more time and you have to work smarter. And I see a lot of people saying, well, I can't find deals out there. I can't do this. I can't do that. I've been through these cycles before, and I've seen rising interest rate markets. You can survive and thrive in these markets. There's opportunities. You just got to work. You got to put the work in. And what I see is people give up. And that's kind of the trophy generation, that soft generation that's out there. It's like what I love in this in, in this environment is, you know, guys like us, Josh, in our generation, it's like we pick up the phone and we call people. We work hard. We grind. And in this market, in this environment, uh, you have to grind. Things were great. You know, the economy was booming, you know, a couple of years ago and even before then, and things were moving and 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 deals were getting done. And all of a sudden you have a little bit of slowdown and people are like, oh, it's the market. Well, yeah, the market has changed, but you have to change with the market. And people don't realize like, okay, I got to look at this and say, okay, what do I need to change? Where do I need... Where do I need to go? Well, we invest in medical office and veterinary office, like I was telling you. So it's safe, secure, and profitable investing. So the human body is never going out of style. And we've been doing it for years, and it's a great niche. You know, people do all different types of niches, multifamily, retail. It doesn't mean you can't buy all these niches in our, the commercial real estate industry. You just have to, be, you have to be smart. You have to look at how am I buying it? What price am I paying? What location? How do I have the ability to hold? So you look at all these factors and no matter what business you're in and you're out there listening is people make excuses. And I feel, and this is my term, and don't take this personally out there is I feel weak people make excuses. We can make excuses all day long, but what I look for in people, especially people that work at Alliance is when things are tough, who rises to the challenge? Who says, you know what, we're going to be solutionary oriented. We're going to figure out how to get through a tough environment. I don't feel this economy is getting better. We're going to have trillions of dollars of loans coming due in 2024. I think the banks are going to have some challenges coming up. I think lending is going to be challenging, whether in commercial real estate or any type of business. That's what my opinion, that's what I've seen. I've seen it through the years in these cycles, and I don't think that's going to change. And so these are the moments where strong people rise and tough times don't last tough people do. So if you're out there and you're questioning yourself and your business, or you're questioning your abilities, surround yourself with some good people, have them help you get through these different cycles that they've been through and leverage into their talents and think about and be more aware of like, okay, am I going to make an excuse and pack it in because things are tough or am I going to rise and that way, when things get better, you'll be a better person and you'll appreciate these tough moments and it thickens your skin. Hidden Nation, you're here with Josh Carey on 710 WOR, sitting with Ben Reinberg, the iconic investor, mentor, educator, and philanthropist, the CEO and founder of Alliance, the leader in commercial real estate investing, to say the least. 
Ben, it seems like your portfolio goes wider and deeper. Is that a deliberate choice to extend into uh, other niches? Yeah, it does. I mean, we focus a lot on medical office, but we are office, industrial, and retail experts. And as we grow and we age in business, we're going to bring in more talented people where we're going to start looking at other niches, self-storage. We're going to consider down the road opening a multifamily division. Uh, We've been asked about that numerous times. We have so much experience on my leadership team, 200 plus years, Josh, and we continue to add great people to Alliance. We've had a lot of people this past quarter that what ends up happening is we look at it and say, well, how can we benefit our investors and diversify their capital even more? And with keeping that in mind, we said, well, we can do other niches besides office, industrial, and retail. We can get into hotels. We can get into multifamily, self-storage, mobile home parks, land. There's so much opportunity because we have so much experience in commercial real estate that we can get up to speed on any niche. And because of our systems and processes we have in place, we can plug and play different niches and really benefit the investment community. So we bring in accredited investors into our universe. We make them a tremendous amount of money. They get great tax benefits. Uh, it's transparent investing when you invest with Alliance, our core values. Everyone in my company has to adhere to these. They sign a document. It's transparency, integrity, consistency, and expertise. If you don't have those values or align with that, uh, you don't work at Alliance. So it's really important to me that uh, we build a legacy of those values and they continue on for as long as this company exists. I know you started your real estate empire uh, in your 20s, 24 how how did you and do you continue to build trust? Perhaps now it might be a little easier because you have the years of experience that somebody could look back on. But when you're just starting, how do you overcome that? Well, you have to basically market yourself. And when you do your first deal, you have to put together a package. And you have to perfect your pitch, so to speak. We use the word pitch or your speech that you're going to have with investors. You have to be vulnerable. You have to be honest. You say, look, this is my first deal. I'm launching this business. I have a great deal. I got, say, an industrial property that I'm syndicating. I can pay an 8% preferred return. Um, You give away most of the store, I call. You give away a lot of the equity when you're starting. Let's say you cut an 80-20 deal with your investors. You show them you're going to give them more. It's transparent. They can go kick the bricks and mortar, find investors, maybe local in your area so they can see the property and you get started. And that's how it works. And, you know, back in the day, there was no internet. Now with the internet, you can raise equity and you can have more self-awareness and, and it's a little bit different, but back in the day in, you know, the nineties, when I started doing this, what ended up happening was I, it was shoe leather. I call it, I would wear a suit, polish shoes, tie, go out there, meet with investors. And I would explain to them what I'm doing. And slowly and surely, I ended up raising the money. It's a lot of hustle. And it was a lot of face-to-face meetings, which was more effective for me because that was the best way to raise equity. I still feel it's the best way. However, in this digital world with Zoom calls and Microsoft Teams calls, we use at my office, uh, It ends. it's a little bit different environment to raise equity. So it's easier now because we have a track record and I've been doing this for a long time. But if you're young and you're getting started in any business, you got to raise equity. 
face-to-face meetings are important. And I put together a great package and I was just persistent. There was no giving up. There was no, uh, it was rolling up your sleeves. It was whatever it took. And that's what I did. It didn't matter hours. It didn't matter time. And I was determined and my mindset was, I'm going to close this deal and I'm going to move on to the next deal. And that's what I ended up doing. It was a lot of mindset. It was a lot of believing in myself that I could do it. And there was times I did. I mean, I had people that helped me said, hey, don't worry, you can do this. Just keep going. And a lot of that is a challenge, especially when you're young. I mean, you get beaten up so much and you're young and you feel like, hey, is someone going to believe that I can actually do this and execute it? So you have all these, you have like, you know, if you ever see like Animal House where you have like the angel and the devil on the shoulder, well, the devil will will totally bring you down and will it just say, hey, you're not good enough. You're not talented enough. You don't know what you're doing. Uh, and you'll have all these negative thoughts running through your mind. You just have to avoid that and you just have to be strong. And it's such a such a mental game, what we do in commercial real estate. But if you can just grind through it and just believe in yourself and say, what's the worst can happen and get over that fear? Because fear is such a mass, master emotion that will just drive you down especially in commercial real estate, that if you can manage your fear, uh, you'll get through it. So just that's my, yeah, that's my life story. The uh, hiding behind fear my whole yeah. life. When I was uh, 15, I had my first entrepreneurial venture. I was selling gum to, to my classmates. But your first entrepreneurial venture happened when you were eight. Tell me about this fascinating thing that you were doing. When I was eight, I realized that I grew up in a town not not pretty comparable to probably where you are in New Jersey, and uh, I grew up next to a town that had the most uh, bars per square feet cap of the United States when I was a kid. A lot of drinking, a lot of smoking. If you remember, uh, smoking was big uh, back in the seventies and eighties, and uh, we didn't have the same knowledge. You know, there's billboards of Marlboro Man all over the place, and so. You always thought that guy was so cool. You know, I want to be that guy. And at the end of the day, I figured out that if I could buy cartons of cigarette, break them up and be able to sell them cheaper than the vending machines in the bars, um, I could make a little bit of money. So I did that for a little bit. It was a nice little run short uh, and did that and probably wasn't the greatest idea as a, as a young eight-year-old kid, but I did it to make money because uh, my goal was candy and Slurpees. I, I grew up down the street from a 7-Eleven yeah. and uh, Slurpees were my favorite thing. And uh, I was uh, big into sports and candy. And uh, that was my life as a kid. That was important to me. And so that was my lens that I looked through as a young man. And so I had to figure out, well, how do I make money? Well, this was a way for me to generate a little bit of some cash in my pocket and be able to go to 7-Eleven and and enjoy life as as it was. It was a simple atmosphere. There's no cell phones. We all had pay phones, you know, if you want to call your family or your parents. And so at the end of the day, life was great when I was a kid because it was all, you know, uh, figuring things out. It was being on the street and figuring out how to generate money and and be able to live. And, and so that was my young childhood. But 
I don't regret those days because those days of that persistence and hustle and grind and focus and discipline carries through me today. I show up in the office same time every day. I work out every day. Um, I have rituals I do every day. And so what that does, Josh, is that that all stems from that kid, that eight-year-old kid that started this process uh, for where I am today. And it's that discipline. If you're disciplined and you're focused and committed, man, you could do a lot of things. I think commitment, and I talk about this a lot, is a lost term in our society. People really don't understand what commitment means. They say, well, I'm committed. I show up to work every day. Why are you really committed? Are you focused? Are you distracted? You know, see this little thing called the iPhone or people have Androids and the Samsung Galaxies out there. That thing is dangerous because I see more kids, especially whether it's in corporate life or wherever out there in the world, I see all of us at restaurants and stuff and everyone's on their phone. And there's the human interaction is just di diminishing as we speak. And that's a distraction, the phone. So you say to yourself, how committed are you? If you're in commercial real estate and you're looking for deals or you're financing a deal or you're doing property management or whatever your niche is in our business, leasing, and you're on your phone texting your significant other all day long, you're on your phone checking your social media, these are distractions. So if you say to yourself, well, I want to become a commercial real estate mogul. I want to become the best podcaster in the world in Josh Carey. All these things you look at, well, it takes commitment, not being distracted, focus. And until people are willing to kind of look at themselves in the mirror and be honest with themselves, say, am I really committed? You're not doing yourself a service out there. You're just jeopardizing where you do a look back. And, and then all this thing, this word regret, comes into your life. And that's a, that's a heavy bill regret. Yeah. Ben Reinberg, you are a masterclass in personal success, financial success, and life success. Thank you so much for imparting all of this. Hidden Nation, please make sure to get in touch, continue the conversation with Ben Reinberg, get him in your corner, surround yourself with him. Ben, where can they visit to do such a thing? Uh, there's a couple ways. Follow me on social media. I'm on all the platforms. It's at the real Ben Reinberg is my Instagram handle. You can follow me on Twitter. Uh, just look up my name. You can go to benreinberg.com, which has all information on me personally and what we're doing out there in what I call the ether. Uh, and feel free to log on to my company website. If you're interested in learning about commercial real estate, and learning how to invest passively in, say, one of our funds or in our deals, feel free to log on to AllianceCGC.com. That's AllianceCGC.com. We will help you and your family create wealth and a legacy just like I do. So go to AllianceCGC.com. It's a great way to build wealth, invest, and, uh, and you don't have to worry about it. You're investing with experts, and it's full transparent investing as well. So... Those are good ways. The last way too is I have a podcast called Ben Reinberg, I Own It. And if you're an entrepreneur and you're learn, you want to learn about life and health and wealth and relationships, we touch them all. We bring celebrities and, and high net worth investors on our show that you can learn from. It's not just me, it's all them. They provide great content and knowledge 
every single week. We drop on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 5 a.m. Pacific. Um, and feel free to log on and listen to your favorite episode. We will change your life. There you go, Hidden Nation. Like I said, the master class in Ben Reinberg. Thank you so much for investing your time, effort, and energy. As always, get out there, be seen, show up, do exactly what you know you're capable of doing and how you're capable of doing it. We're going to do this again before too long. Until we do, Hidden Nation, take care. Be well.